We want to welcome you back. No, we don't want to. Welcome you back. No. You just can't. Why do you say we want to welcome you back? Because then you would just say welcome you back. You wouldn't say we want to welcome you back. We would just say welcome back. Yeah. Okay. Welcome back. Yes. To the Gun Show Podcast. Right. Yes. To the podcast. Well, they know it's a Gun Show Podcast. They can see it at the top and they're in their Somebody player. might accidentally be listening in their friend's car or something. Oh, you don't think they got that little display on the Bluetooth device or whatever for the deck? Listen, I don't control people's lives, so I really don't know what they do and do not have. <laughs> well, you should. Don't we have these demographics? We need these numbers. The Google knows. It doesn't go down to what kind of cars they drive. Well, it, it should. That's all I'm saying. Apple has dropped the ball you know on this one. You know what? <laughs> go to facebook.com slash gunshowpodcast and like us, and Scott will go through your photos. <laughs> <laughs> see what kind of car you drive. That way we know. Well, right? Yeah, I do that anyway. Yeah. yeah. And post pictures in the front of your house. I really yeah. like that. Yeah. No, make sure you go and like <laughs> us on Facebook. Um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. But make sure you like us on Facebook. Thank you to everyone that has come to the Facebook.com slash gun show podcast and liked us and shared us and talked about us. But we would like for more of you to share it and like us and talk about us so that we can get more likes, we can grow, we can see our hard work being respected. I don't know. What we're t- trying to tell you is tell your friends about us. Yeah. Tell your enemies about us. Tell your frenemies about us. And speaking of everyone that has liked us on Facebook, we get a lot of listener questions and or just comments or interactions. If you message us, we will respond. That's what the Facebook says. It says we respond. 100%. You've gotten slow. <laughs> But, In my older yeah. age. I mean, it's only 54 minutes, but hey, we have a listener, Craig, who asked us about Midwest Industries and KeyMod and MLock. Thanks, Craig. Mad Cushy Props, Virtual High Five. Uh, he went with one of our suggestions for he his did. AR-15 4N, uh, Midwest Industries. We can't wait to see uh, what he's going to do with it and what he thinks of it and get some feedback from him. So thank you. Yes. And we have another listener, Abraham, who wanted to ask us about 10 millimeter. Yeah, he was like watching Miami Vice. First of all, mad cushy props, virtual high five. Thank you. He was watching Miami Vice and, you know, the Bryn 10 mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. He, so he was asking about 10 millimeter. And that led us into a little discussion about uh, 10 millimeter for defense. And is it a viable tool mm-hmm. and so I wanted to talk about that a bit here on the podcast. And we hit on it a little bit the last show. Yeah, when we were talking this about is the new FBI content. Thing. This is new content. Yeah, we're not recycling. Can we, wait, can we do that? Can we just replay it? Well, I don't know. have that technological uh, capability. That would be easy. Okay, so what 10 millimeter is, is basically it's a shorter 40 Smith & Wesson. So mm-hmm. you can pack more powder into a 10 millimeter with the same bullet that you have in the 40 Smith and Wesson. Now, I guess theoretically you could probably have a heavier bullet. There are probably hunting loads out there that are right. much heavier. I can't think of one so off the top the of my head. So it's the same bullet, but a longer case, basically giving yeah. you more space yeah. for yeah. propellant. So it's, it's same capacity in, in the same size gun. However, the gun has to be larger framed than a 40 Smith and Wesson. Same gun. round capacity. Yeah. Same, yeah, okay. same round so capacity, if I, but if a I had, larger gun. If yeah. I had 10 rounds in a 40, then I could get 10 rounds in the, it, with a little bit thicker or longer Yeah, longer frame. grip, you know, like mm-hmm. a 9 millimeter, a SIG 220. Basically, you'd have to have a 45 
ACP-sized gun okay. for the 10 millimeter. The Glock is the perfect example. But of that. for the same height in a magazine, you would fit the same amount as a as a 40. Right. Okay. So the diameter is the same. Yeah. The length, the overall length, yeah. is longer. And now the the viability of the 10 millimeter. Once you start looking into that, you really get down to terminal ballistics. And and we've said on this show, we go with the FBI standards. We, we really like following that. And that's basically uh, as much expansion as possible of the round in the ballistic gelatin and penetration of the ballistic gelatin between 12 and 14 inches, right? Right. Okay. So... If we recommend a 40 Smith & Wesson load, or or if there is a f- recommended 40 Smith & Wesson load, it's going to do those things. It's going to expand X amount, probably about half an inch diameter, and it's going to penetrate 12 to 14 inches of ballistic gelatin. Right. So a 10 millimeter is also going to expand about half an inch and penetrate 12 to 14 inches of ballistic gelatin. With the same... With with whatever bullet, if it's a recommended load, if it's if it's if it's performing as well as mm-hmm. the forty Smith and Wesson, it's going to do the same thing that the forty Smith and Wesson now does. Say, does that make sense? Now say with a larger powder load, you jump that up an extra three hundred, four hundred feet per second though. Right, but you're still penetrating twelve to fourteen inches of ballistic gelatin with see, it doesn't matter. That's what I'm trying to get to you. The 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 speed of the bullet is inconsequential to its terminal performance. Everything else being equal. Does that make sense? You want the bullet to expand, and you want it to penetrate 12 to 14 inches of ballistic gelatin. So, it really doesn't matter how fast it's going when it does that. Does, does that make any sense? Because you're talking about dissipation of stored energy. Yeah, yeah. if you're talking if about transfer not, of energy, then that's not a... At handgun speeds... Now, right. we're not talking about rifles. We're still talking about handguns here. At handgun speeds, the speed of the bullet isn't going to matter enough to change anything terminally. So if I bump it up 400 feet per second, it's not in a normal like self-defense you, yeah. load. It shouldn't over-penetrate then? You would, if you redesign the bullet to take advantage of okay, that speed. So th- but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If you take a no, no, normal if you took the 40 same exact bullet, bullets, yeah, yeah, and then you stuff it into a 10 millimeter, it's going to perform differently, and it may fail to perform as well. It may right. expand very quickly because it's moving faster, and it may break apart because it's moving so fast. So there are you can't so do like the exact guy, same yeah. Things. So like a guy that says, "I've got these spear gold dots, and they fire at let's just say." 1150 feet per second and they he's like i'm gonna put this in a 10 millimeter and he's gonna bump it up 400 feet per second you're not gonna get i mean maybe not 400 feet per second but another 250 300 the chances of you getting the same terminal ballistic performance are slim because that bullet's been designed to open up at that window Mm -hmm. of whatever feet per second that is being pushed at that 40 right that's not to say that it won't work sometimes it works perfectly but unless you're testing it, you don't right. know, so it's not recommended. It's recommended to stick with whatever speed that bullet is designed to open up at. Okay, so that that's where yeah. I was trying to find yeah. out. There, I there guess are differences in a 10-millimeter round, self-defense round, like say if there was, you know, like spear gold dot. I would imagine that a, that a spear gold dot 10-millimeter, is there one? I'll have to look that up now. I would imagine that a spear gold dot 10-millimeter was made to open up at 10-millimeter speeds, Right or well, we know it was downloaded to forty Smith and Wesson speeds okay. and uses the same bullet. Okay, which would which, which would give you the exact same terminal performance as a forty. So there's nothing In a wrong much with bigger package. Yes, right. and that's what we're talking about. You're giving up 
uh, not capacity. You're giving up, uh, I guess, handleability. You know, if you want to shoot a big gun mm-hmm. uh, in 10 millimeter, there's nothing wrong with that. And if you can get an acceptable FBI defense load with it, there's nothing wrong with that. Now, right. what I've seen when I've shot 10 millimeter is uh, the increased muzzle blast, the increased muzzle flip, the controllability of follow-up shots right. are all not as good uh, for for lack of a I like that term. I like not that. as good yeah. as a forty yeah not not good yeah. it's better the the forty is is better to shoot in those situations so in a situation where you need faster follow up or low light situations you have less of a less yeah. muzzle flip for the controllability and then you have less of a muzzle flash. Right. Even which, with the cheaper powders, I guess. Which is why we always recommend nine millimeter, right? It gives right. you the the most controllability. It gives you the the most capacity. capacity. Right, exactly. It's it's basically the optimal. Now that's not saying you won't be well armed with a good defense load that that meets the FBI criteria in ten millimeter. Like right. I said, you would be just as well armed. However, the things that you give up makes it less than optimal. Yeah, for size because. Isn't the, if anyone's familiar with the Glocks, which I know everybody knows that we're a fan of the Glocks, but yes. the 21 used to be considered yeah. a 2 by 4 The 20 and the 21, even the SFs, are not ideal for most people's hands. Now, if you got right. big hands, you can get away with it. I can get away with it. Uh, it doesn't feel as good in my hands, but I can get away with shooting the gun because I've got big hands. Um and I want to make sure that that everyone understands that there is not um, there's not a right answer. The opinions we give they're based on personal you know, experience. They're, they're based on lots of experience in the field. You know, study of terminal ballistics, study of gunfighting, and things of that nature. So there's a reason we recommend nine millimeter. However, if you have a ten millimeter and you don't want to buy another gun and you feel comfortable carrying it. And you can, you know, shoot well enough with it to carry it, and you've practiced with it, and you've got a decent load in it, then yeah, by all means do it. I'm not gonna tell you not to. Right. And if it's a range toy, as we always say on the show, shoot whatever you want. I've shot lots of ten millimeter range toys that are just a blast to shoot. No pun intended. No, it's okay if there is. Speaking of choices and concealed carry, uh Alan, thank you. Mad cushy props, virtual high five. Oh, there it was. The uh, the choices of concealed carry extend no extend beyond extend what beyond. round no. and gun you choose. No, no, no. What it may right. consist of is <laughs> a round in or not in the chamber. What I was gonna say is there are there are many different psychological choices you have to make when you choose to carry a gun, and some of them might be to carry one in the chamber or not. Now we always recommend here at the Gun Show Podcast carry around in the chamber because it's a handgun not a hands gun right as long as you're doing it properly of course well if you're carrying a gun you better be doing it properly right of course uh we always say do everything properly when carrying a gun um now the the carrying a gun in condition one two three basically carrying a gun with a round in the chamber um is basically the standard here in america so it's it's the way it's done. I mean, every police department in America that I know of, uh, the cops carry around in the chamber. Uh, the military even carries around in the chamber in their uh, their their handguns. And 
I do it. Uh, I know I can't think of anybody who doesn't do it. Now, here's the thing. If your gun is on you, your handgun is on you, and you have to take it out, God forbid, mm-hmm. and use it in a defensive situation, you can do it one-handed uh, with a round in the chamber, and you can deploy it and shoot it. You you and it takes two hands to manip, manip, manipulate. Wow, that was a hard word to say. Manipulate it, but so that's why it becomes a hands gun. A hands gun, yeah, because it takes two hands to manipulate it. If you carry it with a to get the first shot off, it empty takes round. Two hands. Yes. Well, I mean, yes, you have the fancy. I'm gonna rack oh, it on my boot it under or on my belt yeah, that's, or that's, on my holster. That's, that's, but you don't always have that. As, and it may not work. So why? Yeah, that's yeah. that's not Short a good stroke choice. It, yes. You, yeah, yes. I mean, there's a lot of things. You Not an ideal choice, do. right? Not optimal, as we say, especially in a in a self defense or combat yeah. situation where I can stress of, and finite motor skills are already hurting. I can think of thousands of self defense slash gunfight situations that you would get into where you needed to deploy your gun with one hand. You know, holding someone at arm's length while mm-hmm. you draw their gun, while you draw your gun, right? Right. Holding your kids or pushing someone out of the way, or you know, would you I, would whatever. you hold me and push me out of the way? In that order? Wait. Either, either no, in the way, other order. Could I shove you and then hold you? That would make me feel that you actually <laughs> cared after you pushed me away. So yeah, maybe while deploying my handgun. Not at yeah. Okay. We can do that. I, I like how even with your finger handgun, you pointed it in a safe direction. Well, of course. I mean, it's... I follow the four <laughs> rules of thumb safety also. <laughs> no, but um, it's a choice. Now, if someone came to me and said, there's no way I'd ever carry a handgun with a round in the chamber. Right. I just don't feel comfortable doing that. I wouldn't... I would try to convince them otherwise, but I wouldn't say, well, then you shouldn't carry. I said... Hey, whatever you need to make you feel good enough to carry, I'm for it. Right. It's the same thing with the firearm choices, like the 10 millimeter, right? If you if you have a 10 millimeter and that's what you want to carry, and that's what you're going to carry, I'm all for it, as long as you carry your gun, right? Because that's the number one rule of carry is carry your gun. Right. <laughs> um, and carry it right. Yes, yes. Number one rule, carry a gun. Number two, carry it correctly. So, So if we're following number one, and you don't feel comfortable with a round in the chamber, and that's the way you can carry your gun, then, hey, you know what? It's better than not carrying a gun. Now, what I think most of us who carry a gun with a round in the chamber understand is modern handgun design. And modern handgun design is such that the gun is never outside of some weird mechanical failure, right? Because everything man-made is fallible. So, right. yeah. Outside of some weird mechanical failure, the gun is incapable of firing until you pull that trigger. Right. I mean, even on, you know, a 1911 with the, the, the old school cocked and locked thing with the safeties, the gun's still not going to go off until somebody pulls the trigger, even if the gun gets knocked off safe accidentally. Uh, the modern handgun. And they have to depress the back... Oh, the, the, the grip safety the grip also, safety, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that one. Huh. Uh, so the um, the modern handgun also is going to have drop safeties. Now, maybe not a 1911. I think the half-cock notch is technically its drop safety. But the modern handgun mm-hmm. is going to have a drop safety. Even even a revolver will have a drop safety. Right. Which means if you drop the gun, it's not going to go back. Which is one of the main reasons why these companies don't just change a gun every year when they come up with something new or better. 
because they have to send it off for this testing, which is expensive. Well, they want to make sure the gun's safe, one. And two, there are proven designs that are safe and that work. And and so the, the firearms manufacturers aren't going to ship out a gun because of liability concerns, especially a firearm. You know, companies don't want to sell you car companies, right? Car companies aren't going to sell a faulty car. If they do, it makes the news, Volkswagen, Toyota, and that's all people talk about for months on Chevrolet end. Right? Ford. Chevrolet, Ford, yeah. Everyone. The but but when these manufacturers put something out there, they're very liability conscious, especially when it comes to the firearms people. Right. They're they're worried about um, they're worried about getting sued, so they're not going to put out an unsafe firearm. So and that doesn't happen. Now, uh, you know, I'm sure there are outliers, and somebody can name somebody that put out something terrible recently. Uh, but you know. For the most part, these are safe things. A modern handgun is going to have all sorts of drop safeties. It's only going to go bang when you pull the trigger. And once you understand how the gun works, mm-hmm. you can become more comfortable with with carrying around in the chamber, if that makes any sense. I, I'll be honest. When I first started carrying, I did not carry around in the chamber. Yeah, like I said, I'm not going to judge you for that. I didn't you know, at first. I'll tell you... Like I would tell somebody who open carries, yeah. it's not an ideal choice. But there's well, nothing that, wrong there was that with that one it. time we were standing in my kitchen, and you grabbed the knife, and you started stabbing me, and you said, look, you can't do anything about this because you don't have a round in the chamber. That was the awkward situation, which I've you know fully recovered from. But you were right, and now I do carry See, with the round in the proved chamber. proved my point, and now you carry with That's terrible. It was. I thought it was terrible, and it was rather expensive, but you know what? It was worth Money it. well spent. Taught you a lesson, didn't I? <laughs> See, I'm a teacher. That's what I do. I'm here to teach you. And you. I was pointing at the microphone. Yeah. You guys don't I mean, anyone that. that knows about the 21-foot rule will understand why we suggest carrying with a round in the chamber. Yeah, I mean, if you imagine that they, it's the old t- Tuller drill and it's it's become, you know, uh, the ubiquitous 21-foot rule where if somebody with a knife is within 21 feet, you're not going to get your gun out and get a shot off before they can cut you or right. stab you or kill you. Right. So just think about what the distance that has to be for carrying a gun without a round in the chamber. Right. So I can't even fathom what that time period is. I know the Israelis who do carry guns without rounds in the chamber because it's a whole different people, right. and they get a whole different mindset. Right. And I don't necessarily agree with it, but it's hard to argue with them. But, hey, you know, like I said, they train constantly about pulling that gun out and then running the slide. So right. that's what they do, and they become very quick at it. I I still say that if the same person train the same as they did mm-hmm. they would be even faster mm-hmm. in getting that gun on if they were carried around in the chamber does yeah, that make the, sense yeah the amount of training that is put into having to add that extra movement um could be added to just putting the gun up yep. getting the sights up and pulling the trigger yeah practice the, the rest of the movements to, yeah. to, to, to blowing the hand everyone would be as, as fast as instructor zero over there Ooh, i don't know if anybody knows <laughs> Ooh, is he fast? So, um, so yeah, it's a psychological thing. I don't want anybody to think it's a um, that we would judge you for it. I don't think no, it's optimal. No. 
like we say here. Um, Just tell us about it. Get on Facebook.com slash Gun Show Podcast and message us or make a post or link us to somewhere that's an argument of it that I you would, believe in. I would like to see feedback on this sort of thing. And, and maybe we can get a consensus out there of what you think. And mm-hmm. then we can, uh, we can do another show on this. Yeah. And maybe if you're an instructor who Ooh, yeah. really disagrees with us, maybe we'll call you and let you and Scott have it out <laughs> on the next podcast. Well, that's a scary thought. Speaking it is of, a scary thought, which I would be heavily handed to edit you, but... You're just going to bleep me the entire time, aren't you? <laughs> You're not even going to listen. I'm not even going to be cussing you. You're going to be bleeping me. Probably. Okay. I'm I okay might just that. cut you just totally out. Just cut. So it yeah. sounds like some guy ranting at nothing. That would be awesome. Yeah, with the occasional bleep. So otherwise it would just be like... Beep, 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 beep. No one would want to listen to that. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, speaking of gun manufacturers that don't want to get sued, uh, just today, as we're recording this, a judge is allowing the family members of the Sandy Hook shooting to sue the gun manufacturers? Yeah, evidently they're suing... uh, I'll pull up here in a second. But basically, a lawyer... uh, Lawyer. A judge uh, ruled today... That federal law that protects gun makers from lawsuits, which is the Protection of Lawful Commerce and Arms Act, doesn't protect the 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 manufacturers that are being sued in the Sandy Hook case uh, because they're going to allow their their lawyers to argue that Air 15 semi-automatic rifle is a military weapon and should not have been sold to civilians. The families of the victims in the Sandy Hook crimes shooting are suing Remington, Camphor Inc., and the East Windsor Gun Shop. Hmm. Uh, I guess I'm assuming they sold them. The, I'm assuming Remington because they own Bushmaster, right? I don't know what Camphor is. Uh, maybe they're a um, distributor? I, I don't know. And, uh, and of course, the gun shop that sold the gun right. uh, to the mother who was murdered right. and her gun taken from her. The uh, law that's think, in place. Do you, do you oh, think that they're going to sue the paper company at which the forms were printed on, the pen company at which the forms were signed with, electrical company at do which they, the power was provided to? Do they sue the mother for being murdered and letting her son get a hold of her guns? I, I don't. Mean, I don't. It just, there is clothing manufacturer for the clothes that he wore. This is the part I don't understand about this judge's ruling, and and I don't pretend to be nuanced in the law. There is a protection act that 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 doesn't allow you to sue Bushmaster for somebody shooting up a school. Right. Right. There there's a law in for place for anything yeah. for for using that firearm illegally. But the argument now is that AR15 shouldn't be sold to the public. But Heller back uh, uh USV Heller decided that there is a a oh what are they called common use okay test. So if a firearm is a va- is is in common use, it can't be regulated, banned, whatever you want to call it, right? It okay. can't be infringed upon because it's a it's a common use. Okay. And I am almost one hundred percent certain that the most common use rifle in the country is the AR fifteen. Yeah. So I don't understand this at all. Did did they not argue this? Are they just allowing it to go forward to argue about it? I, I'm really confused about how this can be a thing. 
I, I can go two ways here. One, on one hand, I say, oh, well, this ain't going to last. They'll just dismiss this in a higher court because, one, it's already protected. The firearm is protected, right? Right. It's in common use. We've already had that thing. And the 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 company is protected by this law. So nothing's going to happen. It's, it's just going to be in the news. We're going to hear about it all the time, and then nothing's going to happen, right? Okay. It's like the um, the magazine ban in San Francisco. Does everybody remember that? When San Francisco sued all the different companies who were shipping out magazines because um, they were shipping them disassembled right. as rebuild kits, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. So they sued them saying they were getting around the magazine ban in California, the 10-round limit. Uh-huh. Well, nothing ever became of that because they settled it and we never heard anything about it. We have no idea how it was settled. Nobody <laughs> right, knows, right? right? Okay. So, will this happen to this story? I think yes. Now, the other part of it is kind of scary because this is... Um, this is a judge where there is clear law that the way I understand it, where there's clear law already in place, yet this judge is allowing this suit to go forward. So there's already a law in place that says you can't sue him. Heller has already said this is a common use test for the gun. So why would you let it go forward? I, I Does this mean anybody can sue anybody for any reason and the judge will let it go forward even though there's laws? I mean, I, I none of this makes any sense to me. Hmm. So could this set a precedent for the way that all future shootings have, like what happens after each future shooting? Yeah, because but, I thought we already had a precedent set with them not being able to be sued. So what can actually be changed from this? Can can we all of a sudden say, oh, you know, the cop that had to shoot someone used a SIG. Now SIG can be sued because that firearm was used to kill someone i mean how how where does this stop how about the gun store how do you sue the gun store I, that's what i'm trying to wrap my brain around that i didn't even think about that till just now we're, we're too busy talking about bushmaster remington right. getting sued right how do you sue the gun store the gun store sold this lady sold some lady a gun mm-hmm. perfectly legally perfectly correctly under federal and state laws right and then some crazy person murders her and takes right. her gun. Right. How do you sue the poor gun shop? I don't understand that at all. I can I can almost understand suing the manufacturer if, if you think guns are so terrible that they shouldn't be allowed in public, so you need to sue the manufacturer out of existence. I can understand that okay. that 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 stand that the gun grabbers take. That, let's face it, they want to sue outlaw, illegal, ban regulate whatever they can do to get rid of the gun company. So this is just one track. They're going to sue, right? But I I still don't understand how you sue the poor gun shop. I don't know. I I really don't know how. I can't. What path do you take to get it back to the gun shop's fault? You know what they're trying to do? You know, maybe they're just trying to shut down gun shops, make people too afraid to actually own a gun shop. Oh yeah, and I that like would be that. Sue this poor guy out of existence. Yeah. He declares bankruptcy. Has to go open another mm-hmm. gun shop. Has a terrible time because he's a small business owner. Yeah, let's the, face the it. The next mom and pop shops like, yeah. oh, you know, I don't really think I want to do that because I saw yeah. what happened. I'm to not going to get else. into guns because yeah, there's too much liability. Insurance goes up when they see what happens to the other gun shops, and you go to them and say, hey, I need to insure my gun business. They go, 
Oh yeah, that's that's high liability because yeah, see, you what, can get sued. Was, yeah, you could sue it anytime somebody shoots somebody. Right. So yeah, we got to anytime somebody murders somebody, steals their guns, they can sue the company that sold the dead person the guns. I mean, just imagine if it's an accidental shooting and you can get sued for someone doing something like this. I mean, the accidental ones would probably go through the roof. We always talk of comparing this to uh people like to say uh, even us like to say, well, do you sue Ford when the drunk driver in the Mustang runs over your kid? Or like that, that the Prius. Yeah, the Prius. Yeah, <laughs> the, do you sue... The meme that you put on Facebook. Yeah, do you sue Toyota when some idiot wrecks into you and somebody dies? No. That, that doesn't make any sense. But this is the equivalent. Suing the gun shop is the equivalent of going down to five-star Ford... And finding the guy who sold you the car, mm-hmm. right? Right. Bob, the salesman, and his sales manager, and suing them for a drunk driver hitting your kid, right? In a Ford. Right. So suing the people that saw it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me. It's 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 ridiculous. And and I don't I don't think this is going to pan out. Does that make sense? I yeah, think this is going to be an annoyance. We're going to see attacks like this. I think there's a big push for accountability again. I mean, presidential can- candidates are talking about accountability, yeah. this, accountability, that. You well, can, this, th- this rabbit hole never stops. I don't understand. That's the problem with yeah. quote-unquote accountability. I don't understand why it's always big businesses need to be accountable, mm-hmm. big uh Big firearms companies need to be accountable. The NRA needs to be accountable. Right. But it's never the individual. It's never about individual accountability. It's never about this guy was terrible and he killed people. Right. Nobody ever says that. They say this guy was terrible and this gun killed people. Right. Which yeah. isn't true. And, and you know, it, it doesn't make any sense to sue. I, I, I think we're going to see this. Like I said, we're going to see whatever attacks they can get away with mm-hmm. uh, because we're winning. And if they have to sue to get rid of guns, quote unquote, which I don't see how that's going to help. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't help the industry that this is happening, but it doesn't, you know, it's not going to hurt sales in Bushmaster. And it's definitely not going to hurt sales in say Smith and Wesson or Ruger, right? It's not going to hurt hurt AR15 sales to let this lawsuit go forward. Um so, you know, it, it's just going to be another one of those attacks that comes in that we have to put up with for the next X amount of years. What if someone makes a ghost gun and then does something like this? Like, who's responsible then? Oh, yeah. What if, like, I've got the a CNC gun... CNC machine? I've got a gun in the studio that is made from a, uh, oh, I don't know, a surplus arms lower, right? Right. So if I make a gun, I bought that lower, and I built it into a gun, and it's now an AR-15. So if I go, sh- oh, oh, someone murders me, steals that gun right. and goes and shoots up a school, do they sue surplus arms and ammo? No. Because the lower? No, 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 no. They shoot no, the guy, they, no. they sue BCM because they made the upper. You sue the spring manufacturer that allowed DPMS. that hammer to slam DPMS. forward into DPMS. the firing Wait. pin. Oh, the hammer spring? Yes, that oh, would be the only Oh, the hammer thing. spring is, is um, I think it's Rock River. It might be Geisley. Well, then there you go. That that to me is who who would be in trouble, right? I mean, because without that spring, if that spring had not been there, then this wouldn't have been a problem. So it's a spring thing. Uh, to me, I think so. I don't know. I yeah. think it's the pins. I think K and S 
yeah. in trouble. Yeah, they're going to start getting sued left and right for all them K&S pins they sold. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what if it's the muzzle device? Oh, it's the muzzle device because it's the last thing the bullet... No. Bullet no, manufacturer? No, 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 no. It's the bullet no. manufacturer. It's oxygen. Because if there wasn't oxygen, <laughs> then you could not have the explosion <laughs> that would force that bullet down the end of the barrel. That's is, what it is. Isn't the gunpowder its own oxidizer? I don't know. But <laughs> listen, with with it having its own oxidizer, is that not still... It's big oxygen. Oxygen. Big oxygen is yeah, the bad guy. that's who it is. I say we let them pollute this entire world so there's less oxygen. <laughs> so plants are now the enemy because they produce oxygen? Cut them down. You're never going to get the tree huggers to agree to be anti-gun. They have to attack the plants. Yeah, they are. Although they, it's brilliant. Yeah. You, it's a brilliant deviant mind know. you got there. I don't know what's going to happen here, guys. Well, speaking of changes in the gun industry. Yes. There is Gun TV that has actually just launched. What's yeah, what I is think, Gun I think TV? We talked about Gun TV, and it's a uh, it's a home shopping network. What's the other one? QVC. Yes. Is that still around? Yes. Uh, it's it's one of those about twenty more on four cable. guns. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. All the way. I don't get the cable anymore. I don't know what's going on. Uh, so, but evidently, yeah. And you can watch it. You can go to like GunTV.com and watch it live right now. I'm assuming it's live. Anyways. Well, I don't know. When are you listening to this? What time is it there? Just Facebook message me what time it is there. Um, Literally, he would. <laughs> he enjoys that. We got a message, which... Oh, do we get one right now? Well, he said he had got a message earlier. I did. And I did from Tony. Hey, thanks, Tony. Uh, Mad Cushy Props, virtual high five from across the oceans. Yes. All right. So, any Gun TV... Yeah, Gun TV. Is the QVC... Yes. Well, I might have to bleep that. It is the home shopping... Net, oh, I might have to take that one out, too. Are we cleared on it that? It is a way to view and accessorize your firearms... Yeah, they're selling guns on TV, TV basically. So, so there's, wait a second. Yeah. I can buy a gun uh-huh. and have it shipped to my FFL. Yes. And then go there, get a federal background check. Yes. And pick it up. All of those things could happen. Yes. So the way that I always have to buy a firearm uh-huh. is still the way that I'd have to buy a firearm off this television? No, 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 no. If you buy oh. it off the internet, yeah. evidently, if you buy a gun off the internet, yeah. first of all, they check if you're a felon. First. And if you are, they send you the gun straight. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the way it seems to be working in the media. That's anyways. what. Yeah. That's what the media has told me is that you can go on and buy. Anybody can go on a, 10 online. Firearms. Ten firearms at the end of the, you can have them by the end of this minute. There Hold was on, a, almost over. There was a player. Ten more seconds. That sadly was killed by a firearm. Oh yeah. And the coach of that team came out and said that he could get online and order ten firearms and have them sent directly to his house. Well, now here's the question. He, I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's what. No, he no, said. I think that's what he said. That's the gist of what At he least said. We yeah. believe that. Allegedly, he said. We could probably go. look it up, but I, I don't care, and I don't want to give him the clicks. Now, here's the thing: Does he believe that, or the article I read said that that's what he went home and found out? So I don't know what he was reading. That said that he could ship that straight to his house. Well, he obviously didn't try to do it because if he had, he wouldn't have gotten a firearm shipped to his house. 
right? I would. I mean, he. It has to go to an FFL. Right. Of That's course. Federal. There's a fed. The only way a firearm can be shipped to your house is for someone to commit a felony. Right. Or you have an FFL at your house. I guess one of those two Ooh. things could happen. Oh, I take that back. If you get a gun from CMP, they can ship it straight to your house. Okay. CMP is the outlier on that. So if you buy a Grand or a Springfield or a uh, M1 carbine mm-hmm. from CMP, they ship it right to your house. But they do a background check? They do a modified. I don't know if they actually do a NICS Now, check. the CMP, though, we've talked about this two years ago, is the Civilian Marksmanship Program. Yes. they have a, There's a special loophole, quote-unquote, exception in the law, right, that allows CMP to ship guns straight to you. Okay. So that's why that's why I bring that up is there is a way for someone to ship you a gun to your to to your house. And okay. one of the ways is the CMP. The other way is if you send a gun into a manufacturer for work, they can ship it right back to but your house. But you already own it. Yeah, 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 if you already own it. Now if they have right. to do something weird it has and to come back to an FFL. And there's some states and stuff some that states don't allow don't that. Allow Correct. That. Yes. First off, they So the only way this guy can go on the internet and get 10 guns sent to him is if he went to the odcmp.org or whatever the website is and ordered 10 grands. Right. Not 10 grands. Yes. But 10 10 grands. Or M1 carbides if he can afford it. They're kind of expensive, though. I I can't see anything. He's a coach of a very large sports team. Yeah, I'm going to call Malarkey. Yeah. (laughs) So here's the question Does he believe that he can go and order 10 guns on the internet? I'm going to call him Mulligan on this show. Or just all Mulligan. Just. All right, we'll try it again next week. Let's go. No, does does he really believe that? Or is he just spouting the words? Does he truly believe that that's the way it works? Well, here's the thing. Is is it something he believes? Yes. Is it something that he has a full understanding of or he's fully educated on? Maybe not. That's what you have to go Is he with. so he's, passionately anti-gun because of what happened, which I can understand. He says that he's anti-gun. He said yeah. that it's hard for him to look at guns in a way of without having an anti-gun bias on it. So, and this, and it's like a tragedy. Said, it doesn't matter who he is. Oh yeah, you know. I mean, it, it, it's a messed up look, situation. If any, if someone gets shot to death, it's terrible, right? right? If they get run over by a car, it's terrible, right? If they drown in a pool, it's terrible. These the terrible things happen to people. All day, every day, and we we should, as a society, try to find ways to lessen those things from happening. Right. I think we all agree on that. Nobody thinks, no, 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 uh, we need to make sure more people get shot. I don't think anybody believes that, right? No, maybe but a, maybe why a does the media war. Why does to... the media seem to think that the NRA is all about people getting shot and not protecting firearms ownership. Oh, they you're think, saying, you're they saying think, why does yeah. the media think that the NRA is promoting well, they, people shooting people? They act like that. They that's what act yeah, like that's, Yeah, no, basically. That's the question. I and don't that, know. That's like what this guy is saying. This guy is saying, I can go home and buy tickets. Yeah, that's not true. But, you know, you're reading off the talking I guess, points. I guess the way that you're you're reading it is is technically, based on the CMP, it is true. But on sure, but I'm betting. Uh, you know, I'd be willing to bet a thousand bucks that that's not what this guy was talking right. about. People right? People, yeah, exactly. They're they're going off the media saying that this is what you can do, and then showing a picture of a modern firearm. He's reading the talking points of right. the anti-gun movement. Uh, movement, yeah, the anti-gun lobby, the, the anti-gun whatever, the Bloomberg types. Let's call them that. Yeah, I, I, whatever you want to call. Them. Once again, 
we're stuck with the fact that the only way to get a gun is through a federal firearms license with a background check. It's mm-hmm. the only way to buy a gun on the internet that I'm aware of. The only way to get a gun uh, from the TV is through a federal firearms license dealer with a background check. The only way to get a gun uh, from somebody that lives in another state that you happen to know is to to get a through a federal firearms license gun dealer with a background check. So if you know why the media and the gun grabbers keep coming up with these strange attacks besides which besides the fact that they have no other recourse. If you have some sort of insight into into these people's psyche, maybe you are an anti-gunner, right? Okay. Maybe your close friend is an anti-gunner and you can better explain the the finer points of these things to us. Please get on our facebook.com slash gunshow podcast. Message us. Let us know. Uh, I tell you what, if you've got a strong opinion uh, about anything we've talked about, please jump on there and message us. We'd love to hear from you. We want to hear from more of our listeners and we because we love interacting with you guys. We don't want you just running on the treadmill with us in your earbuds, just talking away. And the the last thing to end on, too, is if you could only own four firearms for the yeah. rest of your life or ever. For, forever. Forever, I get four, ever. I get that's to pick it. four, and then that's it. That's I can it. never swap out, swap in, swap nope. out. Nope. Uh, message oh, us yeah. which ones you would own. Oh, your four picks. that will yeah. be a major topic of our next show. We're going to title it the Gun Show Podcast Pick Four. 